Hey everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Tricky Kid Radio. I'm your host, Roy Turner. I uh, hope everybody's having a great summer. This is our, the first episode of Season 5. Welcome us back. I got a lot of great guests, a lot of great people joining me. Uh, first and foremost, my co-host this week is an amazing, brilliant musician, Jocelyn Hund. Jocelyn, welcome to Tricky Kid Radio. Hi, thank you. Now, full disclaimer, Jocelyn is my better half. Uh, and my love, and she's amazing, and I've been trying to get her on the show for a while, so I'm glad that you finally decided to do it. Thank you. I'm <laughs> nervous. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. And as I told you before, you'll, you, after a few minutes, you'll see that it's just like us just, just talking regularly. Um, lots of great guests. If you have watched the Netflix show uh, called Glow from uh, the, the makers of Orange is the New Black and and uh, Gingy Connor from uh, from Weeds, uh, or even those that remember the original show, the original Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, uh, we have a great guest for you. We have the original uh, Glow Girl, uh, Roxy Astor, uh, is going to be joining us. Because you might remember from the show um, from a couple years ago back in Vegas, we had Roxy on at the uh, whenever we were doing the remote at the Cauliflower Alley uh, Club convention there at the Golden Nugget there in Las Vegas. Um, so we're going to have, Roxy's going to come on. We're going to kind of get an update from her. Uh, she's got a lot of great stuff coming up. They've been doing this kind of fan cruise uh, that's going to be uh, starting next March. We're going to be talking to her about that. Uh, we have Austin McDonald Scott uh, with the, uh, the Anime Fest that's going to be going down uh, in two weeks, uh, actually here in Dallas, Texas. And we're gonna, he has a lot of great information uh, about that. It's a great, great, great event. Uh, we're going to be able to tell you all about that. Got a lot of great music. We're going to tell some great stories. And so just uh, glad you guys are joining us this week. Uh, so sit back and get ready for, for a great episode and a great return uh, to start the new season. So you and I, Jocelyn, uh, first and foremost, uh, you as a classically trained musician uh, and everything. So talk a little bit about that. So tell you know, tell our listeners a little bit about you and about and about your musical background. I started playing violin at four and a half, and I played piano as well. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do all that. That's that's not just the half of it. You uh, are one of the most amazing musicians I've ever seen. Um, you're also a, a, a teacher as well. You uh, you give violin lessons, correct? Yes. Uh, now, so some of your pedigree is incredibly impressive. I mean, you you've shared the stage with with Amy Grant uh, at Christmas time, uh, and a ton of other different artists. Who all who all have you, have you played with? Mm. Um, I did a show uh, with Julio Schoenberg, who are the you know, the, the guys who wrote Miss Saigon and Les Mis. Um, and for that show, Lea Salanga, who is also, like, um, the, the voice of the Aladdin lady. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right for sure. Princess Jasmine. For sure. And a bunch of other things. So. And she was my childhood. Um, like inspiration, right? Yeah. yeah, I lived her a lot. She's Filipino. I'm Filipino. So. <laughs> She's cool. <laughs> what would you say in terms of like high profile has been probably your favorite gig in your career? Um, that one was probably 
a big high profile thing for me. For sure, to check that off the list of play with somebody yeah. that you admired for so long, for sure. And Amy Grant was, of course, really cool when I was in high school. I loved that song, The Friends and Friends Forever song. Oh, totally. <laughs> so well, I, so yeah. it's been nice to be able to play that show with them for years in a row. So. And, and that's fantastic, and I hope, hope, hope that, that that will continue. I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Christmas, and <laughs> anybody that's and our fans that, that listen to the show know what a big fan of Christmas that I am, and I do a Christmas special every year. And last year we had Rick Goldenschmidt, who is the, uh, the um, historian for the Rankin-Bass legacy. Of course, all those builds great cartoons and stuff. And so we're hoping to do something kind of special. Um, and I hope this, uh, you know, obviously you will come back and maybe even play some stuff for us here live on the air. You guys are really don't know what you're missing if you've never seen this genius uh, once you, you know, I, I told the story and then the first time I, I saw you play when you just fired up that bow, it was just seeing somebody uh, literally born to do something. When you, when you see somebody do something that's that they're good at and they're passionate about it and it just, the desire and the talent matches, it's really a powerful thing. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Not just, you know, and, you know well, no, talking about me. Well, of course not. But 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 so, is there what what are some of your goals? Though I mean, like like like, what are some of the things that like say somebody that you haven't played with, or a certain piece that you've never got to perform? What what would the, what would that be like? Um, well, I'll latch on to that last one. A certain piece that I have haven't performed that I would really love to perform one of these days as the Bach Chaconne, which is like a twenty-minute long piece. It's an extremely hard. Extremely beautiful. So if you guys ever want to look it up, the box should come beautiful. So so Epic. so what does that mean to you on, on, on a personal level? I mean like like what is why why is that your favorite piece? I mean like what's the inspiration for you behind that? Bach, uh, JS Bach is probably my favorite composer and and that's probably the the best violin um, piece that he's ever written. So for you layman's out there, the the, the, the pros call Johann Sebastian, Sebastian Bach, J.S. Bach. <laughs> Just in case, if you're thinking it was somebody different, no, it's it's one and the same. Well, because there's C.P.E. Bach, which is not related to Bach at all, I think. <laughs> Wait, which one? Is that the one? And then there's like, he had like a lot of songs right. that wrote music. So, so you know, so for, for you, is this something? Is this something that you see that you could be performing at, at some time in the near future? Yeah, I feel like I definitely finally have the technique to accomplish it. I just have to practice it and perform it somewhere. For sure. <laughs> what What are some of the performances that you do have have, have coming up for? Because you're part of the uh, the. Uh, yeah, I play with Las Colinas Symphony regularly, and yeah. I've been for like the last ten years or more. Which is impressive and amazing, and I'm like so I excited. Like I like I like what I do. <laughs> but I'm very excited to see this uh, for myself firsthand of you up on that big stage up there. I um, so and, and when does that season start? And when when can people when can people learn more about that? Uh, Las Colinas Symphony is also the Garland Symphony and Symphony Arlington. So we do a concert once a month, starting in October, October through May. So you can come see any of those, Arlington, Garland. That's fantastic. Do you know what the first show is going to be? Uh, what we're playing or yeah. when? What you're going to be playing. Uh, we're actually doing, um, a colleague of mine from the orchestra is performing a Brooke Violin Concerto, 
which is a really passionate, like very romantic piece. It's in G minor, so it's it's, it's a really cool piece. I like it a lot. It's very passionate and powerful. So. What, what was what, uh, that sounds very exciting. What was the one of the things you were talking about? How that you and I were going to go to this like lecture series. What what is what is? Yeah. So the Dallas Symphony offers uh, a lecture at the beginning of each of most. I think most of their concerts. So. Right. Okay. And, and is the Las Plinas one and the Garland one? Do they offer a lecture series as well? Or? The cool thing about the orchestra that I play in is the music director is um, gives the, the notes from the stage. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, he has uh, a really funny guy. Uh, the audience loves him. And it's um, very informative. You know, he does a lot of research. Um, so you, he'll, he'll give you little bits of history that you don't find um, in the normal academic places. Um, so it's fun. It's a, it helps the audience become more engaged with music um, without having to sit there and read everything oh, right. as sure. part of the performance. Sure, so sure. That's a really special thing about the orchestra that I play in. Well, uh, I, again, I can't wait for that to start, and I can't wait to see it. So, so everybody go out there and, and check it out. Uh, it's the Las Colinas Orchestra, so it's also the Garland Orchestra as well, in, in, uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, and the season, the first show is on, you know the date off the top of your head? Mid-October. Mid-October, <laughs> okay. So you'll have to, to look up the exact date there whenever whenever it actually gets uh, confirmed, correct? Is that already in, in... The season's already published. Gotcha, okay, cool. So just look, look that up and you'll be able to find that. Uh, now, okay, so, you know, before we bring Roxy uh, onto the show, whatever, now, this is interesting because you don't have any prior uh, stuff or, I'm sorry, experience really with professional wrestling. Like it was never something that you watched as a kid or anything like that, really. No, right? because it scared me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what about it scared you? They looked like they were getting hurt, and it bothered me. <laughs> well, well, you know, a lot of people out there think, oh, wrestling's fake. But as I've, as I've taught you, wrestling is not fake. It's predetermined, meaning that big difference. Just because you know you're getting hit in the head with a chair doesn't mean you're not getting hit in the head with a chair. You know what I mean? But you were very, very cool and, and, and open-minded, and we and I told you about my history with, I actually watched the original Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, and, and actually I'm friends with uh, a lot of the original cast members, like I said, including Roxy Astor. So whenever we sat down to watch the new Netflix show that's simply just called Glow, that's inspired by it, what was your impression of it? It was a lot of fun. I don't usually like to watch, um, you know, TV series that are dramas, um, but it was a good mix of tongue-in-cheek, and um, I, I really appreciated all of the, the um, 70s fashions. And, sure, sure. Or actually 80s, actually. Oh, is it? They look like, But you know how, the, like, the old fashion bleeds into stuff. Well, know. of course, of course, but, for sure. It, I like that. It's like a window into that um, decade. Well, I thought Mark Maron was fantastic. Mark Maron is a, is a very talented comedian that I've actually gone to see his comedy show many times over the years. Uh, when I was living in New York, he would perform quite a bit, and I would I would go see him perform. And, and he's always doing something in Austin during South by Southwest when I've been down there. And So it was neat to see him in a kind of a very a kind of dramatic role, which I thought he stepped up and did a great job. What's... 
great for me to ask you that is because you had no frame of reference. Not only do you not you never watch wrestling, but also you never saw the original Glow. So for me, as somebody that knows a lot about wrestling, obviously, and did watch Glow, I was able to pick up who was supposed to be who, or who was who was clearly a model after the other person. Like there's 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 a character on the show that is clearly Roxy Astor, who's our who's our our guest this week, and again a great friend of mine. And you know, obviously there's that one girl who's obviously Mount Fiji. The other girl's obviously Sunny, and you know, and of course the Russian thing and all that. So, uh, but all in all, like I said I thought it was done well. I thought it was great. I hope it does return. Uh, and I hope it, it grows. I hope that people, uh, you know, maybe make them inspired to go back and watch the original Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. And if anything is a gateway, there's a great documentary that came out uh, about five years ago who actually what led me to learning about the Cauliflower Alley Club convention in Las Vegas that led me to meeting all of them and becoming friends with them these last few years. So, um, so that would be it for all those out there that are kind of looking for a place to start historically. I really would say, of course, you can go on YouTube and, and type it in and maybe pull up an episode or two. But that documentary, I think it's just simply called The Story of the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. I think, or I think it might just be called like The Story of Glow. Just just Google it and it, 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 it will definitely come up. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, a, a couple of other things here. Uh, we're going to bring, bring Roxy on here in one second. Uh, but before that we do whatever, speaking of performances, you and I've had quite the week this week. Uh, we've seen, you know, quite a lot of great bands. Um, some old friends of mine from Baltimore, the, the, the rock band Clutch, who I've, uh, toured with, uh, in the past, uh, came through and that was your first time seeing, seeing those guys. And what was, what was your impression? Mm-hmm. So I was under the impression that it was. Uh, like a heavy metal band. Right. Because <laughs> you um, don't like metal, right? Yeah. And, you know, I like hard rock, but it was definitely kind of a jam band. Totally, band yeah. You kind of mentioned and I definitely felt that. It was very enjoyable. I liked it a lot. I'm glad that you did like yeah. that. And I felt like that you did because, I mean, obviously I didn't bring you there to just watch me have fun, you know, and, and, uh, <laughs> and, and you know what I mean? And, and but, but at the same time, you've always been such a great sport. I mean, I, I uh, folks, I did drag her to Usually. Us. Uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes, yes. Um, uh, yeah, folks, I did drag her to a faster pussycat show, but we love those guys, right? So that was good. But I just, but, but you did, were familiar, of course, with Primus, who Clutch was opening for, and who you were obviously familiar with and a great fan of, and who's also has really found uh, a home in that kind of unlikely sense that the, the jam band crowd has either gravitated towards them or their sound has gravitated towards more of a jam band sound. So it's kind of the same crowd there. So, it, you know, when you listen to the, the first Clutch records compared to now, it's almost like a different band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just that, that maturity. And then, uh, you know, and both those bands got, you know, kind of came up in prominence in the 1990s. And another band, uh, my friend Aaron, who goes by the name Peanut, uh, plays bass for 311, who we, we just, saw and hung out with last night. What, what, what do you think about that? Definitely a blast from the past. For sure. And I still don't understand the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> what, to their, to, the, to their big single? Yeah. So, I believe... <laughs> I think it's one of those songs... Remember how we were, we were talking the other day 
about how there's songs that you know and you you thought and everybody knows that everybody has that thing where you thought the lyrics were this and you found out later. I think what, <laughs> I think what you're talking about is a song down. Yeah. And I think that the lyrics go, "We changed a lot of then and some some. You know, we always have been down down. You, you know, like then and some. Like you know, you change a lot of then and some some. We know that we have always been down down." Down being a 90s term for being, like, with it or cool. So it kind of dates it all by itself. What? I still use that. That's not being used anymore. (laughs) Well, Well, we're from the 90s, right? So, Um. you know. um, So then, uh, but yeah. And so, you know, uh, God, those guys are so so fun. And and, uh, Aaron, uh, their bass player, uh, is somebody that I've been friends with for, for, for a very long time. And he's such a, a great guy. And, and, you know, what about the hospitality that, you know, that he always shows, you know, me and I was so glad you were going to be a part of that last night. And, and he, uh, you know, it's kind of the cool thing right now for the bands to kind of like have their own like brand of beer. And, and I find it to be almost irresistible. And, uh, 311 has a beer called Amber L. Uh, Aaron is very involved with, uh, with the process. It's not just them just stamping the 311 name on some beer that some guys, you know, made. And right, he was talking about how fun those meetings were about being able to, to pick out, you know, all the different ingredients and stuff. And, yeah, I would love to do that. Make my own beer too. Well, well, you know that I uh, I've done like a, a couple home brews and stuff too. So it's something I've always been excited about, but not able to actually, you know, bottle or actually can and, and you know legally publicly distributed that that's that's a very exciting thing to bring it to the people and they weren't selling it there but he was kind enough to uh, uh turn us on to the 311 amber ale that he curated from his own stash how cool was that right and, wh- and what do you think of the beer it's amazing it was definitely up my alley yeah it was an amber ale but it was definitely had like an I- ipa taste to it it was amazing well, also, really, I wish I could go out and buy it. Totally, no, I buy cases of it. <laughs> so good. It don't so mean like, like you like really liked it. I really, really, really like it. It's probably like my second favorite beer at the moment. It was so good. And I was so happy to, because I thought I thought that you know based upon how he was describing it to us, I was going, well, gosh, this is because I know your taste. I know what you like. Yeah, you know, and tiny, citrusy, so good. Totally, and those are his tastes too, and and. and and, you know, obviously they have a song called Amber, so that it makes sense that it's called 311 Amber Ale. Oh, I get it. You, you know, <laughs> you remember, whoa, Amber is the color of, you remember, you remember, you remember that. <laughs> um, but yeah, but we wanted to thank, the, uh, thank uh, Aaron and, uh, and 311 for having us last night. That was, uh, that was a great time, and, and it's always great to see him and get to catch up with him at length uh, last night. We had a, we had a great time, and. Also to uh, my brothers in clutch and a big shout out to, to Jack and, uh, and Oscar who uh, keep that machine running real, 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 real smooth for having us. And again, I hadn't seen Primus in a very, very long time. Uh, I might tell the story at another time, but there was a little, I told you before, this thing called the curse of Primus that somehow kept me from seeing them for about 13 years. But you, my love, have, have caused that curse to be lifted. So thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so what we're going to do now, we're going to uh, talk a, a little bit about some of our sponsors to kind of keep our keep our lights on here, to kind of keep this machine kind of rolling here, uh, and talk about a, a few appearances. Uh, number one is that, you know, with school coming back and, 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 and people going back to, you know, to class and things like that, you 
some people, you know, who study at home or at home instead of going to a library, they may have their own office, might need some new office furniture. So if you go to trickykid.com and you'll see the link there for officefurniturechogo.com, click on the link. Uh, they have a lot of great selection of a lot of great stuff. Uh, if you buy anything, they throw a couple bucks back our way here and it kind of keeps us rolling and being able to give you a show like this for free and in each and every week. Uh, with great, uh, you know, guests like Roxy Astor and many, 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 many more to come. I'm uh, very excited to, uh, to tell you about some of, some of the great guests that we got, got coming up down the line here. Uh, I'm still involved with ISW Wrestling. Uh, we're going to have a, an event coming up in October, the annual Tales from the Ringside. Uh, and that's going to be at the Crowley Civic Center uh, on, I believe, on October 28th. Uh, you can check that out. A uh, lot more of appearances uh, coming up. Obviously, my alter ego, DJ Tricky Kid. And obviously, for those, you can find us on Twitter at uh, Tricky Kid and the number two. Uh, type in on Facebook, Tricky Kid Radio Podcast. And you'll be able to find us as well as my DJ Tricky Kid page. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, go to iTunes. Type in Tricky Kid Radio. It'll come on, on up. Click subscribe. And uh, it'll pop up in your iTunes each and every single week. And, uh, and Ms. Jocelyn, where can they find you on the interwebs there? You, you have a, you have an Instagram account, don't you? I do. Is do you it, want to know what it is? Yeah, <laughs> if you would like for our listeners to know. Uh, it's Jocei6, J-O-C-E-I-6. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and so she's been trying to get me to join Instagram, folks. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I've. It's been one of those things where I've been like a long holdout, but I was a long holdout for a lot of things like, you know, a cell phone, <laughs> Uber, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, washing my hands after uh, using the restroom. You know, these what? are all, these are, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that, isn't that funny? Uh, so, uh, but, and so before we get to, get to Roxy, there was. Rushing. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. Covering <laughs> my fingernail. These are these are all all new practices. Uh, so before we get to Roxy, um, I wanted to talk about a couple of things here uh, that I wanted to, to to bring up. And so the thing I wanted to mention is that any fan of the show or anybody that knows me personally knows what a massive fan of Prince that I am, and a lifelong lifelong fan. And, you know, um, unfortunately, we lost him last year. It was one of the hardest things, uh, you know, that I've ever had to deal with in terms of somebody that, that passed away that I did not know personally. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, I mean, it's always sad when your heroes are celebrities. And, but he uh, obviously represented something very, very important to me. And a lot of people, of course, are obviously still kind of, you know, left with more questions than answers. So to kind of heal that, we did four episodes covering each decade of his career, telling stories, celebrating his life and legacy. And where we left off at the end of season four was, it was kind of like, uh, you know, Prince, you know, one year later after what, you know, after, you know, what's this one year of our lives that's been like without Prince. And I got, we got such an amazing response from people from all over the world, writing me letters, calling in, uh, commenting, listening. And I, I wanted to tell everybody, that, you know, that participated and, and heard the shows and, and enjoyed them. And those that are out there that are kind of keeping Prince's spirit alive and everything else that 
um, how much I appreciate them, how much I appreciated the you know the the attention and the, and the unity that uh, that was you know found through uh, that type of you know effort and medium. And, and two people I wanted to point out uh, specifically was we had this great great uh, Prince fan from the UK named Julie McNamara. And Julie had come on, and she was on that episode, and told us some great, great, great stories, some great insight that was designed to, again, to celebrate, to heal, to educate, and just to, you know, just to kind of keep that spirit alive. Well, after I talked to Julie, I told her, because a lot of these bands that he played with are now kind of touring again, I had seen the revolution uh, literally that day, or I was going to see the revolution that, that evening. Of course, Prince is, you know, longtime famous uh, during his most commercially successful period. Uh, and after that, he's probably his second most well-known group uh, that he played with was a group he formed called the New Power Generation. And Julie was about to get to go see the New Power Generation. And her and a friend, uh, and she was able to write me back and tell me, because uh, I said, hey, I said, after that show, I want to hear all about it. We're probably going to have Julie back on the show sometime uh, to talk a little bit about that. And, and obviously, you know, more, more print information, more print stories, and just kind of kind of carrying that, that torch there. But what I wanted to mention was that we lost somebody else uh, recently in the Prince camp. Uh, he was not really a, a member of the revolution or uh, the new power generation. He was more of a, a later player, to, but he, he played with him for, for years of what he was calling at that time, the new power generation. Everybody, of course, will remember Michael Bland as being the drummer for the new power generation. But after that, uh, he was replaced by this amazing talent named John Blackwell. If you saw the musicology tour in 2004, uh, you saw John Blackwell. That's my favorite album. Really? That's amazing. That's greatness. Tell me, talk about that. Like, oh, I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I love the record too, but that's usually not any, that's usually not, I've never heard it's anybody say It's definitely not the most famous one, obviously, but to me, it's very musical. Oh, I love, yeah, I love it. This is great. great. Talk about that. Uh, talking about music is like, Dancing about architecture. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> that's, well, you, that's all you need to say right there. That was brilliant. But no, but that's interesting to me because, you know, people, you meet people that are into his most commercial stuff like Purple Rain in 1999. You meet people that are kind of like more of like a later era period or a little bit later. Uh, like I'm more of like an Under the Cherry Moon kind of guy or Son of the Times. And then you might get some people that didn't get turned on to him until the early 90s that liked Diamonds and Pearls. But I've never heard anybody say that their favorite Prince record was Musicology. And I, and I love that. I love that that could be someone's favorite record, especially, you know, my girlfriend. So um, so, so when did you get turned on to that record? And what was, what did, uh, like, how did that become your favorite Prince record? Um, a long time ago when, when there was no iTunes. <laughs> Um, there was like a Virgin Records store, like it, you know, in Dallas. It's the Mills Mall, or yeah. Oh, at Mockingbird Station. Gotcha, I remember that yeah, for sure. And so I just went and listened to all of the Prince albums that they had there, and I picked that one because it was my favorite at the time, and what of what they had in the selection. 
do you remember a, 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 is there a, a track on the record that, that sticks out to you is, is maybe maybe a favorite I like everything on that album. Yeah. They're all good. Yeah, it, it's all good. It's really, really good. And yeah. also, it marked the, the, the you know the first time he had toured the states in a very, very long time, especially at that capacity. And it also was also unfortunately the last big tour that he, you know he did in the states, where he you know he toured like a regular entity, mm-hmm. where he was doing you know 100 shows a year or whatever. Um, so John Blackwell was on that tour and many more after that, and we and we just recently lost him, and it's such a sad thing. And I wanted to bring attention to it and. Uh, and mention it, uh, and there's a memorial fund that's set up for John Blackwell that I encourage you to, to look into and support any way that you can. Uh, on a positive side, so I have heard from Julie Hinchin that the current incarnation that is known as the new power generation is kicking much ass, and I would love for you to hear it from Julie herself, so we're probably going to have her back on here pretty soon. In the meantime, I wanted to, to read you something um, that w- was wonderful and, and meant a lot to me was uh, Julie uh, has a friend named Christine and I don't want to mispronounce her name but it's uh, I'm just going to go for it it's Feruzan I believe Christine Feruzan and uh, she's also obviously there in the UK with um, with uh, with Julie and Julie turned her on to the show and she wrote me this great letter that I wanted to share with you right here it says uh, hi, Roy. My name is Christine uh, Feruzan, and I live in the UK. I'm a huge Prince fan, and I have loved him forever. Controversy was my first album. I was at the celebration this year with Julie McNamara and have just listened to your podcast today with Julie's interview. It was fab, and I'm very proud of her. Everything she said was spot on about the emotional roller coaster of a ride we went through, but the whole place was full of, of love, kindness, and friendship. And his family were so kind and gracious to everyone, and I know Prince is pleased. Julie and I are going to see the new power generation, as I mentioned a while ago, uh, together in two weeks in London. So it's all up to us now to keep the legacy going. We are now the encore. What a beautiful thing to say about that. We are now the encore. Like I felt it, but I've never artic- been able to articulate it that in that way or have ever heard anybody actually articulate it in that manner. Uh, and so, Christine, I wanted to, to, to thank you so much for, for such a great letter and such a such such great um, you know insight and light uh, into this thing because again like you said it better than I could that we are the encore uh, and so thank you Christine and so I would love to have have uh, you on along with Julie um, coming up here in the very 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 near future because I want to hear about that MPG gig man uh, did you ever see Prince in concert Jocelyn no you never got to see him play. Well, I did <laughs> a lot, uh, um, thankfully, uh, and I, I, I wish that you could have too. And that would have been your chance too, because Musicology was really, again, the last big tour he did at the states, like real where he went everywhere, was in like 1988, and then he kind of did some stuff in 96, 97. But 2004 was really the la- the the biggest tour he did since the 80s, and he didn't do it again after that. You know, he mainly did like a residency. I really wish I could have seen that tour. I haven't seen anything, um, any shows at all. I got into Prince really kind of late, unfortunately. Well, why do you think that is? Do you think it was because of your like kind of focus on the classical music thing or something? Definitely. Or? 
And so it is kind of all consuming, but hey, it's better you got into prints late and not at all, right? Absolutely. Well, one thing I love is I love the idea of that, you know, and I mentioned this to you earlier, that that musicology could be somebody's favorite record. I love it that that's your favorite album because I, I like to think that it wasn't just, he just was just keeping fans and just the diehards were buying the later records that, you know, that somebody's Prince journey began with musicology, yeah. you know? Did you did you see his Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony? Have you, have you ever seen that? You should go watch that sometime. Okay. <laughs> Alicia Keys inducts him, and he was so moved by what she said that that was the opening act. Like, of course, you know, no one's going to open for Prince, but at the beginning of the shows, uh, he would. That's how the show started. Was there would be a big video that, that was her induction speech for him, and then he would come out. Oh. And that was his, his last big tour of the states. All right, guys. Well, so, okay. So coming up, uh, stick around. Like I said, we have what, the OG uh, gorgeous lady of wrestling, uh, Roxy Astor, coming up next. Hi, this is Natalie Cox. I play Juno Eclipse in The Force Unleashed, and you're listening to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Tanner. Joining me now and returning to the show is the wonderful, uh, the original gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, the original Rebel, please welcome back to the show, the incomparable Roxy Astor. Roxy, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. And I, I kind of like the term, the OGs of GLOW, the oh, OGs. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. makes me feel younger and a little bit hipper. <laughs> <laughs> well, so like you're OG, man. You're the original Rebel, the original star. The hey, OG. we were the, yeah, the original rappers. From from back then, you know, <laughs> and you still got your rapping skills are still as sharp today as they were then. Well, I I tend to think so. Um, I'm sure with other standards of rappers, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but with all originators and OG people, whatever, when you set the standard, you know, you're you're the basis for comparison. So, and mm-hmm. so people will also could have a chance to actually to see uh you actually rap uh so because uh in the last few years you guys have come together and have been doing this uh cruise called the Afterglow cruise yes it started off uh at a long beach and that was it was like 3 years ago we'll be on our third one uh March 4th through the 11th, 2018. I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of thought the first one might have been the last one because I went into this not knowing what the heck I was doing, (laughs) you know. I I just kind of let, you know, sure, I planned events. Sure, I did things. But and uh, Donald Goodland, who is my cruise planner, and uh, Jay Williamson, who I met at RuPaul's, they were the ones that actually were like, hey, have you guys ever thought about doing a cruise? And I'm like, yeah, you know, nobody's really thinking about doing a cruise. But I was trying to think of a venue for my next Afterglow fan party, which the first one I did was October 25th, and I think that was 2014. So I I did attempt to go out to New York. I did attempt to go to Philadelphia. So you know what? This Everything just kind of fell into place that, okay, this will be our second Afterglow fan party with the fans, and now they're our friends. So right, so, so it's like a, like a big family, and that's kind of like you know uh, you and I as well. I mean, we've we've become family uh, through this over the last couple of years. And I know, and I, isn't it crazy? It is. <laughs> 
and so and and rewarding and awesome and and I tell you so you again you guys had set up uh, made an appearance at RuPaul's convention right and this is where mm-hmm. you met um, because there's a there's a very strong LGBTQ uh, community that were old school glow fans right. Yeah, but you know, I don't. We knew it, but we, you know, kind of through Facebook, but we didn't quite know it. And I think, uh, I think it was Hollywood that actually got the RuPaul um, uh, together, the the first con that we went to at RuPaul's, and and that right. was great. So when we were there, I mean, we had people walking up to the table, and I think there was Matilda and Daisy and Hollywood and Lightning and MTV, Americana uh, showed up, and. Um, so, oh, and Godiva. So when we were there, it was like people were walking up going, oh, my God, it's you guys. And we've been to other Comic-Cons and things, but this was a whole different vibe. In fact, that's where we met Sean Campbell. I don't know if you've ever seen these amazing glow fanzines. Have you seen those oh, around? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, Sean yeah. Campbell, we met him, and he kind of blames me for getting him obsessed. But I also blame him, too, because I get obsessed on helping him. <laughs> but he put so much work into these, and then he started doing, like, the glow, uh, the pop dolls of the characters. So the thing with that, if it wasn't for, you know, how the chain of events work, if Hollywood didn't get the RuPaul's, if uh, we didn't go to RuPaul's, the, the cruises wouldn't be happening, we wouldn't have met Sean Campbell. So everything is just kind of, it's just where it's supposed to be, and I think it's very exciting right now. Very, very exciting, and because you guys are also on the cusp of, of a lot of momentum, because first of all, there's a natural um, sense of nostalgia uh, that, you know, obviously that comes around this time. I mean, a lot of the people that people want to watch the show as kids are now adults. Then you've got, uh, of course, there was a great documentary that came out. Was it 2000 in, I want to say, 13 or 14? Um, I think that was 2012. 2012, okay, great. And, mm-hmm. it, was, yeah. and it was just simply called... Um, Glow, I think it was Glow the movie, and it was just it was a documentary of getting the Glow girls together um, with Mount Fiji, which was great, and and it showed a lot of Matilda the Hunt. Right. So it showed a lot of insight. It was it was a good documentary. The fans love it. And that's what led me actually. What was funny was that being a lifelong wrestling fan and being involved in wrestling, uh, you know, in different capacities uh, with you know with being the. Uh, a broadcaster for a promotion, of course, in Texas called IHWE. Mm-hmm. I was completely unaware of the of the Cauliflower Alley Club convention. Of course, it's like more of an insider type kind of thing it happens in Las Vegas every single year. It was through the Cauliflower Alley where you guys were able to kind of do this kind of reunion thing. And I was like, I after watching the movie, I was like, I need to find out about that. And so I right, found out about right. it, went there, and that's where you and I met a few years ago. And it became was it was it two years ago? It was 2015. Now, now, uh, did you ever think that a few years later that the Glow Girls would be receiving the CAC award? And, and there was, I think, uh, 22 girls. And I have to really give a, a huge shout out to Patricia Summerlin Sunny. She was the one that got all the girls together. She was the one that went after and got all the fans hyped out uh, up about getting this award. And it was, you know, long time coming. But um, we've been going to the CEC for years, a few of us. And it was just really, it was great. It was amazing. And Matt Simber was there. Matt Simber, the director from GLOW, was there. And he actually received the plaque for all of us that we all 
stood up and said our little speeches, and I got to say my own special little speech for my little award for the Afterglow. So, well, I and think that is so amazing. I have to say, though, for, for that speech, though, I had to bring up my girls, MTV and Gremlina, who were there from the start. Right. Um, because, like I always say, the Afterglow, is it's, it's about all of us. It's not just one. And that's right. always what I've said, and that's why it works. Well, I thought that was so great to begin, and I'm glad that you mentioned it because I was going to bring that up because I was going to say, well, you know, you guys were <clears throat> now also honored this year at the Cauliflower Alley. So we went from this documentary, uh, you know, creating this reunion that led to you guys, of course, being at the CAC, like what you said, for years, where mm-hmm. ironically you and I met, and there's this momentum going on to here we are two years later. Uh, and this year, you guys are, you know, we're honored, and 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 it's such a such a great moment and such a great thing. And I'm so proud and happy that you guys got re- the recognition that has been long overdue. Yeah, and you know what? I think the greatest moment, uh, I think, in Dan's eyes and a few of the Glow Girls that make fun of me is that Roxy Astor wore a dress for the first time in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I it was I remember walking up and I was uh gonna do my speech and it was after they were, you know, talking about the people that have passed and it was just a really, you know, a sad time, you know, of everybody, you know, who passed through the C C and um so I'm walking up on like, what do I you know, I gotta follow this to, to get my award for the afterglow and I just uh, something I've done stand up comedy before and you know, you could just feel like the room was just like you know, quiet. I'm like, oh boy. So I just looked at everybody. You've got some people, Sergeant Slaughter over there. You've got people from WWE. You've got about maybe 300 people, and they're all just looking at me. And I'm wearing this dress for the first time in 30 years and heels. <laughs> and I look at everybody and I go, can you please clap? Because I haven't worn a dress in 30 years. <laughs> So they clapped, and it kind of like broke the ice a little bit, which helped me instead of going, hi, you know, I'm you here are, I am. <laughs> Roxy, you are amazing. That is amazing. I love I just, that. Yeah, I just kind of went with whatever comes out of my mouth. I, I tried, yeah, I just <laughs> came out. <laughs> and you've got some other appearances coming up, too. Uh, there's, yeah. something coming up, there's something coming up in Wisconsin. Talk a little bit about that. Well, that is, I know Jake the Snake is uh, doing a stand-up. We're, we're flying in, Sunny and I, we're flying in on Thursday, and uh, Jake the Snake is doing stand-up, and we have our, uh, you know what, and I wish I could tell you, you might have to look it up. We're going to be in Wisconsin, and right. it's with Jake the Snake, and it's with, um, have you looked at it? I, I didn't I think we were going to be talking about this one, but yes, this is a very huge one. Do I need to walk up to my computer and go look? The date is going to be, uh, it's on the 26th that we're actually going to be there. So oh, oh, signing oh, oh, autographs oh, oh. and that. And then, you know what, I'll send you over a poster and then maybe you can put that poster up. I will, I will. And, and do that. I, I, we're I, very I, excited to be going out there and Chaz Moretti, and his wife, Amy, you know what, we have to do a kind of promo because Chaz has been talking a lot of crap about the Glow Girls, so we got to kind of put him in his place, you know. Yes, yes. Yeah, so, it's, you know, there's a little vibe going on right now, so Chaz, we got to give it back to them. Right, Chaz, you don't know uh, what you're messing with. You don't know 
Yeah. They're coming after you, and you're going to get a body slam uh, smack talk uh, uh-huh. headed your way there. So look out, yeah. Wisconsin, for that. And that's the yeah. August 26th of this of this month. That yeah, and if you can put a poster up so we can share it, that would be that would be great. I'll put that in there. I will. And stuff. All so um, out there that are listening uh, right now, you guys can uh, obviously go to trickykid.com. That's tricky-kid.com. You'll see the poster that Roxy is talking about, and also it'll be on our Twitter feed as well at uh, at uh, Tricky Kid in the number two, and also on Facebook at Tricky Kid Radio Podcast. Uh, Roxy, where can they where can they find you on the interwebs? Okay, I'm on, obviously, Facebook under Roxy Astor, and I'm on Twitter, uh, Roxy Astor 1, and uh, Glow Wrestling 1 is basically, it's a page for all of the Glow Girls to to put whatever they want, whatever they're advertising or whatever they're doing. So that's kind of uh, made that one for, for all of us. And... Um, but uh, you know me. You want to you wanna contact me on Facebook? I answer back. Yes, she does. But she, look, and I have to most... say, though, it's not a dating site. I, I have to put that <laughs> out there. <laughs> yes, let's just claim that... that, that it is not a dating site. I've been hit on, like, I think in the last 10 days, like 50 times, are you single? <laughs> <laughs> Which is flattering, but in, but at the same time... Uh, uh, un- unsolicited uh, advances. Let's uh, let's let's not not do one that. word. Spam, 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 spam. Spam. <laughs> That's what it is. In fact, did you see the picture that I put up with my hair all crimped? Yes. Yeah. I, lo- okay. I love that picture. I love that. Okay, and you know what? I did that for like a joke. My mom had actually she was going through pictures last week, and she sent them to me, and I go. Okay, Mom. Uh, all right, I've never seen this one, like maybe 20-something years ago. I go, I'm going to get a good laugh, and I'm just going to I'm going to put this out here. I, maybe I thought I was Hollywood or something with the crimped hair, but I thought I was, you know, real badass back then. And I looked at it, and I was cracking up. I'm like, this is so bad. <laughs> I put it up. People are like, gorgeous, beautiful, wow. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, thought it looked, I thought it looked cool. I did it for a joke, and like you got shoulder pads and big hoops. <laughs> but that's that, that, uh, that, that's exactly. But that's I mean I think that's what it should be, and that's what I'm saying. Like like I didn't think you put it up there for you know to like get some you know starving for attention. It was just a funny like you said like, it's like a joke. Oh, uh, no, because you know what, Roy, I laugh at myself because I make fun of myself all the time. I'm just, because I'm goofy and don't take me seriously, but when it comes to business, yes, take me seriously. Of course. But, you know, you you have to laugh at yourself, and you just you got to, you know, not be so serious when people say things, uh, and I don't take anything personal, Well, this you is know? why you and I have such a real friendship, too, because of that, mm-hmm. and again, for people that are listening, you are the most fan-friendly uh, approachable, uh, just down to earth person that I have ever met in this industry, and so, um, and you and I have have cultivated, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> a genuine, real, long lasting friendship outside of the in- industry just because of that. And oh, so- you like me because I took you to beat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that first bite that I pledged my undying love to you after uh, that, that was amazing, wasn't it? 
it was so perfect. It's so right up my alley. Tell everybody what, what, what the place you're talking about. It's in Vallejo, California, right? Uh, actually, I think it's uh, I think it's Van Nuys, and it's on Van Sherman Way. It's called Beef, and it's like a '50s diner that's still there. And you, and you walk in, you love the whole decorum, like everything. Oh. It's just like uh, like but, so '50s, and with the jukebox, and they just don't have places like that. And well, it's no, the it's original one. Yeah, it was a real. It deal. is, it yeah. It's just, it's always busy. I, what did we have? We had like a banana shake or something, or I, I had, well, I had the the the, the cheese steak, and we had the uh, the Sunday. I had the these onion rings. I could have done hula hoops with. Um, oh, you were like a little kid in a candy store oh, walked yeah. in there. <laughs> because the reason why is because there's so many like this fake 50s diner thing that kind of has yeah. swept the landscape somewhere uh-huh. around the early to, to, to mid-90s. And this yeah. wasn't trying to be old or it wasn't – it was like this anachronistic kind of time machine. It was like the real deal. Right, and, and nobody so – they don't really know about it out there. It's not really – they don't need to advertise because they have such a built-in audience, you know, or right, right. clientele uh, and audience, too, because their stuff is pretty cool to look at. And um, so, you know, you, you probably had your grandmas and then your kids, grandkids, and then it's just like generations of going to the same place and just everything totally. is kept the same. So and I loved it. And that's why it has remained untouched because, again, right. if, they, if, they, if they try to do something else. But that was just such a special night. Uh, for you and I both. I mean, it was like a great time. We just talked and bonded for hours and had a great meal and, and put a plan together to take over the world together. And, and, and do you remember the pictures that they were taking of us and that guy couldn't take a picture? <laughs> yeah, I know. But there's that one picture of us, and, and for our listeners out there, I also will have it up on the website. There's a great picture of you and I in the parking lot that really frames <laughs> that he, frames our friendship and frames that evening uh, and the whole experience. I'm, I'm, that was, that was, that's a great, great memory for me. I'm, and, and so if you're ever in Van Nuys, California, go by there and check that place out, man, because that was, that was so legit. It was so cool. There, and yeah, there's just too much on the menu to even, I have to stay away from that place. <laughs> that is really dangerous, well, but I, I'm glad I could bring you there. Well, I, and I'm so grateful, and it, and, it, and it certainly won't be our last trip because next time I'm in California, if we're if we're within three miles of that place, in fact, yeah. in fact, that's where we'll always we'll, we'll meet. We'll have our we'll have our secret meetings of of world domination only only there only from now at beats <laughs> with yes in between diet times. <laughs> I look so skinny in that picture. I love that. <laughs> You I go did. back to the. I go back to that. Going, wow, what kind of camera is? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you looked great. I think you always look great. And so, and then, and people can say, know that for themselves when they sign up for the cruise. So, why don't you tell them how they can do that and and the dates and everything? Okay, you can sign up for the cruise. <clears throat> See, we're both losing our voice here because we talk yeah. so much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. www. We do. www dot afterglow at sea dot com and uh we're actually leaving New York, going to the Bahamas and I don't know if you just noticed uh the the new uh flyer we have up called the Afterglow Gong Show. Now what I tell people, okay, because we, we've already released we're having a masquerade ball with a with a surprise. Every single event we do 
there is there is a twist. I try to do things that are, it looks as it is, but I do add a twist to it. And that's kind of like the exciting thing. Like you can go, hmm, okay, that's a masquerade or that's right. the Afterglow Gong Show. But there's always a twist. And, and people who did the pie eating contest, they, they can say, yes, there was a twist to the pie eating contest. Um, because there were some people getting fed by glow girls and some people were blindfolded and some people just had to lick their pies. <laughs> <laughs> so there's always something, you know, different on these cruises because it's the afterglow and it's meant to be fun and the glow girls are so much fun. We have uh, Daisy who was supposed to go on the first cruise. She's going this year and working on a few more girls. And I, I put up a kind of like a generic list, but I kind of like to, people are just, they've already booked knowing that these cruises are going to be amazing. They're not yes. even really asking for who's going to go. They've just already booked because they, they've seen the pictures, they've heard, they know. So the Afterglow uh, cruises have kind of built up something, and it's due to the Glow Girls being so amazing to the fans. You know, it's just, what, what? I, there's no way it could happen without them. And think about that too. Is that again? It's kind of like you know, like like in the music world, whenever you've built like a name like Coachella or Lollapalooza, they tickets will go on sale before the lineup has even been announced because they've been able to deliver such a great product consistently that at that point it's all academic. The same could be said for Glow. Okay, and all- this year it was like that, Roy. This is the first year it was like that. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm like, wow, that's great. So do you think it's going to be – okay, so think about this. So so the cruise is mm-hmm. next March. So do mm-hmm. you think uh, that obviously with the momentum and everything else, and, again, you guys have put out such an amazing product that, again, just to name Glow has that currency that people are booking uh, and, and without even knowing all the different people that are going to be there. What do you think – of course, now there is – of course, you guys have now have influenced uh, – a, uh, a show that's on Netflix um, uh, called Glow, and so mm-hmm. now a lot of people now that are watching that sh- are watching that show may not have been familiar or weren't even aware that this was a real thing, and so now they're kind of discovering that 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 there really was gorgeous ladies of wrestling, and that it's real uh, people that are still. Uh, you know, active, and then now you actually could kind of see the real girls on this cruise. So, what kind of what kind of expectations do you think are uh, it's going to impact the cruise because of the show? Well, um, besides, we're having an ad go out and and PW PW Wrestling. You know that one, right? Of course, of course. Okay, there's an afterglow uh, going out there. And if we, if all, I think, this Glow Netflix wasn't going on, because you've got to remember, too, they've got millions of dollars wrapped up into advertising. This is worldwide, and Glow has worldwide fans. But the thing is, you can only um, see our videos from what people have actually taped in the 80s on YouTube. Right. So it, it's kind of like, okay, we get that advertising, and, you know, they watch the, the Glow Netflix, uh, and they go, wow, well, this was a real thing. So it's funny because I kind of watch the threads and you see people going, yeah, this looks really cool. And then you'll see like our fans going, but it was a real thing back then. And they're like, wait, then we have to go check this out. Right. So I think it's kind of going back and forth to the people that are new to watching it, to them watching the YouTube. 
and then our fans that are watching the Glow Netflix. Now, do you compare the two? You you really can't. You can't compare right. because, you know, it's, it's two different things. But to me, anything that's advertising Glow, Afterglow, anything is a good thing. For sure, for sure, absolutely. So I think it has brought a new generation of fans. So we have our diehard fans that I think for the last year before the Glow Netflix actually came out that were asking us and uh, through Facebook going, hey, which part are you playing? What are you doing? How are you? And I'm like, well, we're not doing anything. And they were confused. And we really didn't know what to tell them, just that, hey, this is Glow Netflix. We are this. So my thing is, like, for now, just, you know what, watch it. It's going, and this is amazing. It's going to a second season, which on Netflix, there has probably been about four or five cancellations of shows. So for it to make a second season right there, it shows that, hey, you know what, there's something there. And it's just only going to benefit us all and the afterglow. Totally. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. and not, not to mention, but also, don't you think too that that it's also on the bit of on the backs of uh, a, like you said a worldwide network that you guys had already built because people recognize, you know, the word glow. They recognize, right. you know, the logo, mm-hmm. and immediately, you know, worldwide, they kind of go, oh, is that is that the glow that I you know that I remember? I mean, it's enough to at least to have them interested. You know what I mean? And so. Right. I think right. that, and so I think that that has a lot to do with it as well. And so, and so now people that may not have known about it can kind of want to, you know, research or kind of go wait a minute, uh, and come and actually meet all of you and and learn more about it. And because, like you said, because it, it's not like that you can just go down to or stream a lot of the old actual gorgeous ladies of wrestling from the '80s. It's like you know people have posted stuff on YouTube, but it's not really. Yeah something that they can really get, can kind of get their hands on. Uh, well, and, and but, but the difference too, Royce, okay, like, you know, you're going to watch the Glow Netflix and, you know, but you're not going to cruise with those girls. Those are actresses playing right. their part. That's right. But you can actually cruise with the originals. And and if you think we're old, washed up or whatever, ask the other cruisers. That's we, right. You guys can't keep up with us. <laughs> well, we have stuff going on all the time. That's and right. like I said, these glow girls, we spend time with who goes on these cruises, and we don't lock ourselves in a room and go showtime. We are actually there partying with, with the Afterglow fans That's and the right. Glow fans. That's we right. are there. And the reviews uh, that are also online and everything else, also tell that story that it's not like oh you go on one of these cruises because that's kind of the in vogue thing right now but the people let's say if you were going on a kiss cruise and nothing against those guys you're only going to see the members of kiss when they're performing you're not going to be they're not going to be at the bar you know what i mean they're not going to be at the pool they're not going to be and all of you it's like are are right there with the fans the entire time cruising and making it such a a a, a genuine unique wonderful experience and so i encourage everybody to go to the again afterglow at com and and freaking cruise with the original gorgeous i mean really who doesn't want to take a shot with roxy astor or honey or debbie dallas i mean you could sit right next to us and let's do shots let's have fun (laughs) as somebody that has sat next to you and done a shot i uh concur and confirm that you're you haven't you you it'll make you feel alive truly for the very very first time. 
Now, one last thing is also there is charity that you're also involved with uh, uh, called yes. uh, called Rock and Rescue. Can we? Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that? Yeah, I know. But the story was also. Let me just say what led to this. Um, Pixie, my my love, my sweet little um, Pomeranian, who I've had for going almost on nine. No, she was nine. She would have been ten. I lost her. I think about maybe seven weeks ago. But to be honest, I was really, really in a funk. I mean, and everybody knows. I just Brian, was I like it's sad. She was like my life. Sorry, kids, but she was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dan. Uh, and it just and it happened before the viewing party of the Glow Netflix three days before. So it, I mean, that party turned out amazing. But I think after that, I just kind of just like broke down and just like. Just didn't want to get up, didn't get out. And you know me, Roy. I'm one to just keep, but it just really, really hit me hard. And, um, like, my son was thinking, you know what, maybe I'll go out and and buy my mom a new Pomeranian. I'm like, I I don't want to replace. I don't want a reminder. I just want, you know, because I shared Pixie with Facebook. And when she passed, I put her picture. There was, like, close to 300 comments and likes, and people were just, like, they were amazing on Facebook. Right, right. So then, Lindsay, uh, She's part of the, I think it's AGWC, the Rock and Rescue, and they're located in Woodland Hills. She's uh, She saw a picture, and there was this dog named Fitch, and he had, like, the eyes of Pixie, and that, that got my attention. I'm like, whoa, yeah, okay, well, let me just see. And that was, I think, six weeks later, but I didn't know if I was ready to really do that and commit to a dog. So I go, okay, I'll go look, and I'll see. And they go, well, we think uh, Fitch is actually adopted. And uh, this lady named Rochelle walked this Maltese, Maltese Poodam. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's nice. Okay, cute. Okay. I sat down and she goes, why don't you come back and visit, uh, visit the dog again? And they're really, really good there. You walk in. These dogs and cats are treated better than people. They are so good, Fantastic. so on it. These animals are happy, and they're really a lot of volunteers, and they're just really, really good to their animals. And um, so then I came back uh, the next day, and then I came back two days later. I'm like, okay, these little guys, you know, grown on me. And so they did a house check. So their thing is they actually checked my house and they wanted to know exactly where he was going to sleep, where he was going to go, because the dog that I adopted is Ringo Starr, and he <laughs> is amazing. And when they brought him in, and I actually saw the the video of him, I mean, he was like this little shaking dog and skinny and hair in his face. And I, I you know, I thought, what a cool dog. And it, when they brought him down, I didn't know it was him. And so I'm like, you know what, um, yeah, come check out my house, and then, you know, let me fill out the paperwork. And so everything kind of kept leading to I'm really kind of liking him, because I have to like and then fall in love with the dog. I'm like that with people, too, so nothing personal. Right, of course. Um, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm there signing the papers, and I'm bringing Ringo Starr home. He Fantastic. is amazing. He takes me for at least four walks a day. <laughs> he takes me to the dog park. <laughs> We've gone already four times you. this week. Oh, he takes me. And you know what? And when I get home, he runs up to me and he's all excited and it's like, you know, it just it has that, you know, that good feeling. There's just nothing better than than an animal. And and this dog from what I heard was tied up and left outside the rescue and then these nice oh, homeless no. people had him for a few days and they brought him. So he has a backstory. And to be so sweet and cute, I contacted him and I go, okay, you guys, 
I know you're doing something. And, and my daughter's boyfriend, Jeffrey, he's offered his um, photography as uh, something, you know, to donate to their charity that they're having on September 21st, and it's Drag Queen Bingo. Okay. So I thought, hey, since the Glow Girls are, you know, something right now, maybe we can offer something. So they contacted me, and I got back to them. Now we're on their actual poster, and I'm getting a glow basket together. I have all the girls sending over either autograph pictures, uh, T-shirts, or whatever we can do. And I think I have Matilda, Daisy, um, uh, I don't know about Lightning yet, MTV, Sunny. So we have at least like five, and, oh, and Royal Hawaiian, five glow girls going to help with this benefit. And the proceeds do go to Rock and Rescue, and they are amazing, amazing. And they're that so is, good to their animals. That is fantastic. So they can, so, so somebody can get a Ringo star of their own by going to Rock and Rescue, and <clears throat> they're located in Woodland Hills, California? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? It's, what I like about them, it's, it's not – you don't walk in. It's not like, you know – because I know even when you go to a shelter, I can't walk in – because I want them all. I want to help them all, right, you know, right, and so it's right. a little bit at a time. Um, but like even a few days ago, uh, somebody found a little kitty, and I don't know if you saw it, it Rock and Rescue took this little kitty. They weren't going to take, and they did to help out. Um, you can wonderful. walk in, and there's like three cat rooms, and you can see the dog, but they want to make sure that the dog is a good fit for you. And they also offered, like, hey, if it doesn't work out, bring him back. Uh, if you go out of town, we'll actually walk, uh, watch your dog for you. And I have a free grooming from somebody who donates. So they really want you to connect with your dog, and they really go out of their way to make you feel. Otherwise, I wouldn't have come back. I could have easily right. just walked away and said, no, I'm good. I'm good because I know right. the dog's being taken care of, you know. But but and also too, they do take dogs from the shelter that they know are and cats that are going to be put down. So oh, it's no. not like they're just there; they are to help. Right, right, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so so that is three that, uh, big dates mm -hmm. coming up. So August twenty sixth in Wisconsin <clears throat> with Jake the Snake Roberts, mm -hmm. and then the Rock and uh, uh, Rescue for a drag queen bingo, which sounds like a whole lot of fun. That's going to be September. September 21st. And where is that going to be at? Uh, that will be in West uh, Hamburger Mary's in West Hollywood. Drag Queen Bingo. <laughs> How That's much fun is that? I'm excited. I, exactly. And then you guys will also be a part of Brian Seacoff's uh, Halloween Hotness again this year. Yeah, what is that? That's on, is that the 15th of October? October 15th. And I will uh, most likely be there as well. I was there, if you remember, uh, was it last year or the year before last? I think it was the year before because we were actually at the, I think it was the ball, was it the ball? No, the reserve that was downtown. That was a really cool place. And the other one was at that the hotel. Rose, at the Hollywood Roosevelt, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm okay. looking at Brian Sickhoff. That's what he does every right. year to help yes. with cancer. Yeah. Well, to I kill just, cancer, not help it. <laughs> well, <laughs> help, help raise money to kill cancer. To kill it, yes. Right. And then, of course, and then, of course, the big afterglow cruise, March 4th through the 11th, docking out of, out of New York Harbor, sailing to the Bahamas. Uh, come meet the original, the OG, uh, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Uh, of course, the incomparable Roxy Asher. Roxy, thank but you. But I have to say, Roy... 
This is the first cruise that we have going out of the East Coast. I did this for my East Coasters. That's right. And we're probably going to have, I'm working on that now, a Bon Voyage party uh, before. So everything we have going on is going to be special up until the moment you get off that ship. So uh, you'll be be crying when you leave. That's how much fun you'll have. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and crying on the on as, as you're boarding, it's actually happening. Because again, so the night before, you guys are thinking about doing, like I said, a, a bon voyage party on the third, uh, and I should definitely be in the house uh, for for that. And so, I mean, what a great thing. I mean, there's a Bon Voyage party. There's this long cruise. It's out of New York. Because the first one was out of California. The second one was out of New Orleans. Is that right? Right. Oh, my gosh. That was crazy, Roy. (laughs) That was two weeks before Mardi Gras. What a fun time. That was crazy. That was great. But you hit all the points geographically. You hit the West Coast. You hit the Gulf Coast. And now for, for the East Coasters. Uh, and of course, everybody can come. I mean, obviously, you, I mean, New York is, is a very easy place, of course, to fly into, uh, and everything else. So definitely check that out. Again, those three important, all those important dates, uh, in Wisconsin on the 26th, uh, of course, the Drag Queen Bingo, uh, and then, of course, the, the Halloween Hotness on October the 15th. And then now you can book your cruise now with the original OG Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling featuring Axie, uh, Roxy Axer, Sunny the California Girl, gosh, MTV, Gremlina. Daisy, Gremlina, Daisy. Debbie Dallas, Angel, Debbie Dallas. Beastie, and it's, and more. It's going to be unfreaking forgettable. So, uh, right, so, so with that said, again, Roxy, where can they find you on the interwebs? You said on Twitter at... And Roxy Astor One, uh, Glow Wrestling One, and of course on Facebook under Roxy Astor. Roxy, thank you so, so much again for joining us this week. Whatever, you know that you have a open invitation and are always welcome on this show. Okay, uh, I'll call you tomorrow and see how perfect. that really works. <laughs> <laughs> Roxy, we love you dearly. And I look All right, love you, you too. Very, very soon. And, I'm uh, looking looking forward to this, Roy. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, we'll talk soon, darling. All right. Thank you. Thanks for Bye. having me. Bye. Of course. Bye, Roxy. I want to thank my good friend Roxy Astor uh, for joining us this week. Uh, the OG uh, gorgeous lady of wrestling there. Uh, I love her. She's so cool. Right? Can we go on that cruise? I know, right? I mean, I'm serious. Like, we need to make this happen. Like, how awesome does that cruise sound? <laughs> well, you know, we you know we would you know, you know we're talking about your you know we're talking about your orchestra schedule, uh, um, you being the uh, the amazing violinist that you are and all, and I think that it's March fourth to the eleventh. Uh, you got plans on the eleventh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we can maybe we can come back early. Okay. Sound good? That's good. Yeah, for sure. Okay. But isn't that something? Happen. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we'll just get a ra- maybe we'll just leave on the tent. We'll just uh, we'll jump on a raft and uh, we'll head out to we'll head out from the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? But seriously, check out that cruise, the Afterglow cruise. Uh, you can go to afterglowatsea.com uh, and book your cabin now. All right, cool. So now uh, coming up next 
uh, my final guest of uh, the show this week, whatever, is Austin McDonald Scott. He uh, is the, the guy running Anime Fest over there. So it's this great uh, anime convention that's coming up in a few weeks. And uh, uh, we're going to have him on. He's going to tell you all about it. They're still looking for volunteers over there. So it's a, it's a great experience. Check it out. Uh, I believe um, that the, yeah, the dates are August 17th to the 20th. Uh, so check that out. So uh, we want to welcome Austin McDonald Scott to the program. It's good to be here, man. Uh, so now tell me this um, a little bit about your involvement and what is your official title with Anime Fest? Well, I am uh, a manager over there. I am technically the head of I'm also uh, the MC for Anime Fest. Um, I go by a really tall Axel. <laughs> Since you're really tall. Yeah, and the first place and I ever cosplayed was Axel from uh, Final Fantasy. Oh, Kingdom Hearts 2. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll handle it in post. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what we're talking about here is Anime Fest, and it's coming up this month. It's coming up August 17th to the 20th. This yep. is in downtown Dallas at the Sheridan. Yep. Uh, a lot of anime fans are familiar with this location. I know I myself, of course, have DJed there when they've had different events there, different anime events. and. Yeah, it's the uh, hotel where uh, Akon was for years and years. And, uh, eventually, they outgrew it, and we outgrew where we were. Originally, they were at the uh, the Hilton Reunion Tower over there. Right. Uh, no, Hyatt Reunion Tower, whatever that hotel is, it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, we grew into that space, uh, and it's really been doing well. And now we're on main events at uh, the Majestic Theater, gorgeous theater, old school. Um, really gorgeous place to have, uh, you know, concerts, concerts, that kind of thing. So you guys are doing remote stuff because, of course, obviously, me, you know, being a native of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I've been to the Majestic many, many times. So you're mm -hmm. saying that, like, the panels and stuff are happening over at the Sheridan. A lot of the performances and the contests, you guys are doing remotes over at the Majestic Theater? Yeah, we actually, uh, basically, you can think of it as the Majestic is our main event hall. Um, and the nice thing is, is that uh, it's it's only about two blocks away from the main hotel. So it's walkable then. Very walkable. Uh, and if and if uh, you know if you can't walk it, then we do have shuttles for all of you. Of course, for for people that do, you know maybe like yeah, handicapped or, or they're cosplaying as. immobile cosplaying. We we just them on the shuttle and everybody. So how did you get involved with Enemy Fest? Oh, it goes back to. Uh, Honestly, it goes back to my days at Starbucks. Um, I was at Starbucks, and I was a barista there, one of my first jobs. I was about uh, 19. My first job when I got back to Texas from Massachusetts, and a friend of mine named Kendra Hardigan, shout out to Kendra, who was also one of the managers there. She's actually the head of cosplay. Um, asked me if I would be interested in... Uh, in working with her as a as a staffer there, um, mostly because she knows that I'm loud and obnoxious and uh, <laughs> can be heard and seen in most crowds. Because you know, like you mentioned, I am really tall, I'm six five, kind of hard person right. to see. Um, and then you know, as I went on, you know, I started to host some of my own events there. Um, you know, develop my personality a little bit, and, and eventually they asked me to. In C, which was a kind of a crazy thing for me, because you know I, I wasn't used to to, to performing or, or even speaking in front of you know seven hundred people. Um, 
that I did it, and it's been great for me. It gave me the confidence that I needed to uh, actually go out and audition for a, uh, a scholarship to a store in New York, and uh, got a $10,000 scholarship to go study acting in New York. That's fantastic. So, and your tenure yeah. with this festival is almost a decade long now, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, I started doing it when I was 20. I uh, started doing it when I was 20, and um, that was my first year staffing with ASS, and uh, just Ten years, man. That's amazing. So tell me a little bit about, because I, I again, I uh, was introduced to anime actually through Akon only because I had been hired as a DJ and do nothing about it. And I uh, told the story a couple, in, in small parts before, but I had flown in like because it was like this, you know the late night raves they have of course and I we call them dances dances thank you forgive me <laughs> and, and but I had flown in because I was I was in New York as well and I had flown in maybe forty five minutes before I was going on at like one thirty in the morning I, I literally didn't and so I'm walking through the lobby going oh, I bet that was an eye yes. experience for you. <laughs> Because I, I thought, because I've been to Comic-Con, and oh, it's Comic-Con. And I realized, like, no, this is not Comic-Con. This is, it is something. It is completely different animal. It's its own lane. And you're way more well-versed. I am, since then, I have gone on to be a part of a few things. Like, I, I uh, was at Anime Overload, and have since mm-hmm. DJ Akon a couple of times before. At some point, I would love to be a part of your festival at at, 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 uh, at some point in that capacity. We'll work uh, on right, it. for sure. And uh, but I, uh, I think. But but what I wanted to know from you is where do you think Anime Fest stands out in terms of what uniquely is about it that it offers the anime community? Well, um, there's a lot of different things. And uh, first off, I want to make sure that everybody knows that I'm. Uh, the convention scene, um, despite our bubbles and, and the little bit of we are family, uh, and we all do we do because we love we love anime. And we love anime. So, what I think really stands out for anime fest is we tend to be one of the lower drama cons. Um, you know, we we have a we have a fantastic security staff. Um, you're not going to run into the type of problems that you that you can run into. And other cons, we also pride ourselves on being very, very family friendly. Uh, we always have our youngest con goers in mind um, when we're formulating our convention. Uh, it's something that if I had kids, I would feel comfortable bringing my kids to. A lot of the directors do have kids, and they bring them. Okay. Um, and we really do pride ourselves on that. Uh, we pride ourselves on the fact that, um, uh, oh, the fact that we are one hundred percent nonprofit. That's a little bit rare. For sure. Um and that means that literally from the head of the convention all the way to to not run in the hallways, no one pulls us out. Um every single cent that we receive goes right back into making the con better the next year. So tell me a little bit about like some of the highlights of this year's uh, festival in terms of uh, special guests, performances, panels, things like that. Right. Well, I'll tell you one of the things that I'm really excited about right now uh, is we have, uh, you know, we always call ourselves the quality of our Japanese guests. This 
currently have pretty much the full production team for one of the more popular animes out right now called Yuri on Ice. Wow, yeah. Uh, which is, uh, I know it doesn't sound particularly exciting, but it is a figure skating anime. <laughs> um, I know it's popular, so. You know, it's is actually headquartered right down the road in Flower Mound, Texas. So we take good care of us. So uh, we, we do kind of draw a lot of the really more popular voice actors from there. As well. And you also have some musical performances as well, besides the, the, the late night dances with a DJ. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I have a blank on the name of our musical guest. It's been a little, little, uh, well, some craziness, you know, man.
you want to talk about is, um, like I said, volunteering and convention has really done a lot for me as a person. Uh, and I highly recommend it to anybody. I can say, and um, one of the strange things that I've been noticing uh, with Acon, uh, a lot of the a lot of the Texas festivals is that we are running short on. Okay. Um, and it's it's odd. Conventions like us, especially Anime Fest, because like I said, nobody pulls a salary. We are completely and totally reliant on the people who care enough about us to give their time and help make the convention work. Uh, I know that in Anime Fest, uh, if you work just a few hours a day, one more hours a day, you get to Contest is for all ages, right? Uh, what are the different what are the different groups about that? Yeah. 
So the rules in our cosplay contest, we have uh, four different categories. We have our hall cosplay contest, which means literally anybody um, who wants to do it. Somebody else made it. That's fine. Um, our main cosplay contest, our rule is you have to have made 75% of your, of your uh, costume. And we have three categories. One, beginner. Two, intermediate. And three, master class. Um, and if you don't know which one of those you fall into, we will let you know. Um, I've seen people who think, think that they would go in at all, uh, do it on a whim, and win. So don't be afraid. You know, be bold. Go out there, stretch your stuff, and who knows? You might find yourself in a pretty awesome prize match. Fantastic. And I've seen some of those cosplay contests. And my goodness, these people are just so amazing. I mean, for me, that's, that's kind of the highlight for me of the experience with the years when I was able to get there early and kind of check stuff out there. Any final thoughts for Anime Fest that you want our listeners to know? Austin said, there's going to be a lot of fun here, 
And Austin, once again, we thank you for joining us this week on Cookie Kid Radio. Anytime, man. Love Cheers, brother. Thank you so much. Wanted to thank all my guests this week for joining us. Uh, that was a great time with uh, my friend Roxy Astor. Uh, also, want to thank Austin McDonald Scott for joining us with Anime Fest. I hope everybody, everybody gets a chance to check that out. Uh, again, they're still needing volunteers uh, for that, so look into that. It's a great experience. You'll have a great time. It's a wonderful thing. You know, I've DJed a lot of these, uh, you know, Anime Fest and Comic Cons uh, across the country. They're always a great, great, great time. And uh, and also, uh, most importantly, last and certainly not least, and everything else, I want to thank my partner in crime and my better half, Jocelyn Hun, for uh, for joining me this week, darling. Darling, yes, you. Uh, I'm so glad that you joined uh, me this week and everything else. Uh, so, so, what did you think? Did you have a good time? Yes, definitely not as nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell everybody once again where they can, where uh, you, they, so they're able to find you uh, rocking these uh, these big stages coming up in the fall with the uh, with the Las Colinas Orchestra as well as the Garland Orchestra as well. And uh, and where else? Symphony Arlington. And Symphony Arlington. No, that's right. You can be with the Symphony Arlington. And when does that start? It's all the same thing. Okay. I mean, it it it's the same weekend. You know, different places. Right. For sure. For sure. Uh, and once again, where can they find you on the on the interwebs there? Um, my Instagram account is jocei6. So uh, so let Jocelyn know that you enjoyed her on the show this week, and maybe she'll come back and join us sometime. Uh, and we're all looking forward to seeing you perform uh, this fall. So for all of my guests, once again, I've been your host, Roy Turner. Thank you for joining us this week, and lots more coming up. So uh, get ready. I hope everybody enjoys the last part of their summer uh, and heading into the fall, and we'll see you next week.